Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about Punky Brewster. Now we're not talking about the 1980s version, which I'm very familiar with. Uh, we're going to talk about the reboot, which I happened to find out about not that long ago and immediately rushed right out to watch it. You can find it on the Peacock channel. Um, it took me two evenings to make it through all 10 episodes. So they're like 20 some, not quite 30 minute episodes. So you can really move through the whole season pretty quickly. Um, so let's start with our cast. We've got Soleil Moon Fry as Punky Brewster. Um, obviously she, that's kind of what she's been known for. I know she's um, acted in some few other, a few other roles in her career, but nothing quite like what she was known for as Punky. Um, Cherry Johnson is back again as Cherry, which is great. And I was surprised to find um, Seth Green popped up in the show, which, you know, he's like a running joke that he just shows up in everything. You know, I mean, all through, you know, Buffy and all, he's just in everything. So I just love Seth Green, but it was it kind of threw me off a minute to see the way his beard was. It it uh, didn't look like him at first, but once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And then um, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, plays Travis, who is Punky's ex husband. And then there's a a whole cast of kids who I think they were cast just perfectly. They did a really good job. I really do enjoy the kids. A lot of times in some of these shows, the kids are annoying to me. Um, but I truly enjoyed these kids. They just got such a, a unique group together. Um, and it feels, it feels comfortable. Um, I would say within the first five minutes of watching the show, it was like putting on my favorite pair of jeans. It just felt right. And I had forgotten how much I loved Punky Brewster. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's hard to explain when, when you're a kid and you find something that speaks to you and can still speak to you 30 years later. You know, it's, it's quite something. Uh, you know, I think I had mentioned this last time that I got my nickname from this show. My dad has called me Punky since I can remember, uh, mainly because what, you know, I am the age of Punky Brewster. And, um, so this was my, this was my show. I idolized her. I wanted to be Punky Brewster. And so that my dad used to call me Punky. He still calls me Punky. Um, and I love it. And it just, it just feels, it's a feel good show. Um, yes, it can be a little quirky and a little kooky, but I think that's part of what makes it great. There were a few points that they brought in uh, or they did um, a flashback to the original show, which I think just added to some of the sweetness, um, especially when they show Henry helping Punky and her friends build the treehouse. So 
Let me take a look at my notes here before I get too far ahead of myself. Um, so it was the Peacock channel that rebooted Punky Brewster, uh, among other shows. Now, I did happen to see when I was perusing around through the Peacock channel that Saved by the Bell also got a reboot. Um, it looks atrocious. I'll just throw that out there. I am not going to watch it, even though I was a diehard Saved by the Bell fan. I am not going not gonna to do it. Um, the show is 10 episodes, and it's definitely worth the time. Um, I think they modernized some things just enough without feeling like, oh, check this box, check that box. Um, so it, spoiler alert, if you haven't yet seen it, I'm not going to go too into depth, but some of the really big things that I wanted to talk about are it'll give it away. So um, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it, then come back and listen to the rest of the show um, because I I don't want to ruin how the first season ends for you. So um, go now, run away, go watch the show and come back. Uh, so for those of you that stuck around, um, you know, they – there are some obligatory 80s references and the block party is going to be all 80s. And so it gives Punky a chance to, um, you know, talk about all the all the great shows and fashion and, and different things from the 80s. And it's kind of cute to see the kids ask, you know, what was it like living in the 80s? Like this was some dark age or something. Um, but I suppose to the kids, it is because when I was a kid, having my parents be... Growing up in the 60s and the 50s, that was weird to me. So um, there's there's a great part where um, one of the kids pulls out, what did, what did they pull out? I can't even remember what they pulled out, but it caused um, Punky to start singing the theme song for the never-ending story. Uh, and please tell me I was not the only one singing along. Because as soon as it started, I knew where it was going, and I started just belting it out with her. So um, I was right there with you. So uh, what we learn is that Cherry is gay, and she wants to propose to her girlfriend. And there's some really cute moments here where Punky just kind of goes all in. How can I help? What can I do? Um, and near the middle-ish of the season, uh Punky gets a voicemail from her mom, her mom, Susan. And, um, you know, they, they kind of pull it along for a few different episodes. And, you know, she talks about she's not ready. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to call it rag. She just can't do it. And then finally, near the end of the season, um, she decides that she's going to call her. And it's kind of a comedic event because, the voicemail keeps cutting her off, and so she leaves, like, dozens of short little messages. And so it's really cute in a way. But I didn't expect this part to be so emotional for me. Um, it was absolutely the weirdest thing to find myself so emotional when she's leaving these messages. And um, eventually... Eventually, they decide to meet, and Punky's sitting there early on the phone with Cherry, 
and trying to decide, you know, who's, who's mom? Is she walking in the door? Um, and she sees her kind of walk up to the door and then keep going. And so she follows her. And she follows her into a room which happens to be an AA meeting. And we learn that Susan is five years sober. And she has a lot of things to make up for, but the biggest one is starting to make amends with her daughter, who she left. And uh, they just, they, she goes to kind of turn around and sees that Punky had been standing in there. And uh, they go for coffee and they have some conversations. Um, and Punky says, you know, I don't need a mom. I had Henry, um, but I need a friend. And there's some crying and there's some words. And it's like rainbows and kittens, all is well. Um, and this part for me was really difficult to watch. Um, and I was surprised by my own reaction, actually, uh, because I've, I've been here. I've done that. I've had that reunion. Um, and maybe, maybe some of it is different in the way a fictional character was written to be abandoned um, and find a family and have this great life where now she's got a great life with kids and um, she's at a point that she can react that way. But as somebody that has gone through some of this and knowing enough people that have also experienced their own adoption reunions and how that went, it kind of pissed me off, to be honest. Um, and I don't know if it's because I had this claim on Punky. And so in my mind, we were so much alike that our story has to continue the same. And that's what I'm more upset about is that the story, they gave her a happy ending. I don't know. You know, I mean... It's hard to say. Um, but it, you know, it's just so, so easy peasy. And I forgave you long ago. And, and I get that. Um, you know, I, I had some conversations with my biological mother once upon a time. And I told her, you know, I know that I had a better life not with her than I probably ever would have had with her. And I can appreciate that. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't have stayed with her. That doesn't mean that her choice, although devastating, I'm sure, was the right one. And maybe not right one. That's probably not what I mean, really, but maybe kind of. Um, so this made me unpack a lot of emotional crap um, last night, actually, as I finished the show. And I was like, I came into this ready to have a great time reminiscing about this amazing show. And I end up having this emotional reaction 
unpacking some very serious topics for myself. And I know that they're using this as a step towards a season two because it's a storyline. And so next season, Punky's going to fight for Izzy and try to adopt her while she's trying to um, be friends with her mother. And I don't know. So it, the show itself is great. I will recommend it to everyone. Um, if you are someone that is adopted or have strong feelings about reuniting biological families, um, that kind of thing, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you'll have a better reaction than I did. Maybe you'll also have a strong reaction. Um, it just, it, it was so afternoon school special easy. Um, and I guess I expect more these days. That being said, if season came, season two came out tomorrow, I would be watching. So it's clearly not enough to turn me off to the show. It's, it's not enough to drive me away. Um, it's, I think it's a personal thing for me simply because I had this claim to this story and it turned out differently than my own and therefore it made me mad. So, um, other than that, uh, again, I think the, the kids that were cast in the show are just adorable um, and so perfect for their characters. I think they touched on some really interesting ideas without making it seem like they had a, an agenda. Um, I know that's kind of a, a thing that a lot of people will say, oh, they've got this gay agenda. They've got this kind of agenda. They got, you know, it, it didn't have that. Um, it reminded you that there are kids that survive in group homes that do have to go to foster care. There are kids that struggle in a system. And Punky saw a lot of herself in this young girl that she was fostering um, in only a way that Punky Brewster could. And I think some of the th same things that I loved about Punky Brewster are the same ones that I really loved about this little girl, Izzy. And up to the very end... When she put, when she dressed in her 80s gear as Punky, it was like icing on the top. So, well done, Peacock Channel. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I, I've been telling everybody I know to go watch it because I want them to do a season two. I want to see what happens next. Um, and uh, so that's my two cents on on the Punky Brewster reboot. Um, also coming up uh, Friday the, gosh, what is it? Friday the 12th. Um, Soleil Moon Fries Kid 90 documentary comes out tomorrow. So definitely make sure that you go and check that out. Uh, it looks to be pretty good. So, um, I'm excited about that. And that's really all, all that's uh, going on. 
there's nothing else really happening. But that's all I've got for today. So make sure that you head over to Instagram and give me a like. Uh, Leave a review for the podcast if this is something that you're enjoying. I sure am enjoying creating it and having fun kind of revisiting some of these topics and these movies and TV shows and, um, and the reboots that have been coming along so nicely lately. So let me know what you think and I'll talk to you next time. Be well.